own But you ain't picking it up So I'm posting stories With my girls out living it up Then you roll in like it ain't my go-to spot You walk over and take your shot And here we go again I'm giving in We love to push each other's buttons Like Nintendo Right, now we're talking. Maybe not exactly a uh, personalized intro song meant just for us per se, but hey guys, we uh, definitely should still be somewhat special here seeing that song has yet to be officially released. Uh, lucky for us, the singer was our guest in today's episode, so we were granted uh, you know, the proper permission, etc., to play that, that song and, and be able to showcase just a, a snippet there at the beginning. So. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, can check it out when it releases. I know I enjoyed it uh, the few times I've listened, and same with uh, my partners, fellas. How we doing? Yep. Good, man. Good. And I was uh, I was excited to hear it. She said to us early on, and uh, was able to listen to it a little bit. And the fact that she kind of allowed us to give us a little, you know, give us a little snippet to release the fans. I thought that was pretty cool. So I uh, got a little bit of a different song for the day, which is awesome. Yeah, always yeah. nice. Yeah, I thought it was awesome that uh, when you first sent it over to us to listen to, I thought they were actually on, you know, they were out. And I was looking it up on, on the music platforms and I was getting real confused. Why I couldn't find nothing? So uh, it was good to hear that they were early releases because that, I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be great. Can't yeah, we're just, a plat- we're just a platform for breaking news all of a sudden. Dude, love it. Yeah, that's hey, two weeks in a row. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm plenty all right with that. Those are big, too. Like, we were talking before, like, Olivia, for everyone, we're going to get to that eventually. But, I mean, she's she's pretty pretty well-known uh, in the Nashville area and music yeah, industry. And, and, I mean, Fresh and Lean, the Anaheim Ducks, I'm sure people have heard of them, uh, to just be able to drop that, too. So, good for us, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> pat on the back. Yeah. But on that note, what's going on, everyone? As mentioned, Garrett Smith, Danny Espinoza, Seth Smith here with you all once again. Damn, episode six now of Connected by Seams. Uh, this one, as mentioned, we chatted with Olivia Fay. Olivia, a country pop singer, songwriter, actress, does a little bit of everything. Uh, our first uh, musician our first to join the show, which the made show, it fun to dive fun into, into um, kind of what that journey was like for her, uh, where she grew uh, where up, she grew making up, a move at just move. 19 years old uh, to try and help her career uh, in the industry. And, and another fun and cool conversation about perseverance, staying committed to your goals and dreams, uh, and just trying to, to make it work at whatever costs uh, it takes. So Without further ado, enjoy the interview with Olivia Fay. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Welcome into another episode of Connected by Seams podcast. Once again, Danny Espinoza, Garrett Smith, and Seth Smith here with you. And boys, the cowboy hats are out, y'all. As you may notice, if you're <laughs> watching or viewing uh, this episode, the boys looking a tad different for today's show. Uh, and that is not just because, but um, that is because we are joined by a very special guest and someone uh, we're really happy to, to have on, and that's country singer, songwriter, and actress, Olivia Fay. Olivia, thank you for joining us. How are you? 
I'm so good, Seth. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited. We don't always get dressed up for everyone, so I hope you feel special. <laughs> everyone in their hats. Uh, I'm in my uh, PBR shirt that has seen some, <clears throat> some better days. It's definitely heard some country music, but has seen some better days for sure. Uh, I didn't but know we're excited you're here. When he said that you guys are going to be wearing hats, I didn't realize that. Was <laughs> yeah, no messing around. We're not messing there around. There's no expense around here. <laughs> <laughs> well, not sure exactly uh, when this this episode will will air, but it should be noted um, as we just discussed. You are doing this on the day of a show, um, and we'll be taking the stage in in just a few hours. So, if you want to kind of talk about where you'll be playing and how it's not such a big deal for you to, to be doing this right now. That's crazy. Yes, yes. I'm very thankful for all the opportunities I've been given to go play at some of my favorite venues tonight. I'm going to be out in a little area called Leaper's Fork, um, and the venue is called Puckets, and it's one of my very favorites. I'm really good friends with the owner, and I just I know all the regulars, and it's just like a spot that I feel super comfortable. And it's actually where I met my producer, and I've met a lot of really cool really cool people out there awesome uh, yeah. i know i know um out leaper's fork that's where my wife and i are going to go visit soon to, to possibly one day make the make the jump to, to move out there but you need to get doug out there to come see you playing tonight yes right i wish i wish he's in town well he might be he it always kind of surprises me when he's in and out but danny when you <laughs> and your wife go and visit you're gonna fall in love with it i'm not kidding i'm sure we will we just gotta make the jump away from everybody. And that's uh, the big jump to kind of go almost all the way to the East coast. Oh, that is like big jump. <laughs> yeah. Especially with two kids. Yeah. They're yeah. young enough. <laughs> yeah. They don't really care anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't always been uh, from Nashville. You hail from Murray, Kentucky. Uh, I figure outdoors and, and kind of living that life is huge. Um, your kind of lifestyle uh, that you love to live. I know Danny has a ranch, loves, you know, shooting guns, etc. Um, just kind of talk about what, what, what that was like uh, growing up in Kentucky. So I grew up in the backwoods of Kentucky. I may not sound like it, but I'm literally a redneck at heart. Um, but I grew up, I'm just an outdoorsy, barefoot kind of girl. So living in Nashville, like finding the little pockets like Leaper's Fork, that's why it's so special to me because you know, I love the big city life and it's so fun to go play the bars downtown Nashville and, and experience that city life. But I'm a country girl at heart. So finding like those little areas around Nashville is so special. But growing up in Kentucky, it was just the most perfect childhood. And I love it. I, I am such an outdoorsy girl. And I think that's what um, has influenced me a lot music wise as well is just connecting to nature and for some reason connecting with nature is just like that crossover with music too that's just like really speaks to me so i'm just so lucky that i get to follow my you know my my career here in nashville and be so close to home in kentucky be able to get away and enjoy those other things that i love you mentioned the influence that you know being in nature and everything for your for music how is is there one in particular or what's your favorite type of influence from that nature life that you use in your music so definitely um one of my like my favorite season is the fall and you know my dad and i were deer hunters so it's even more than just like experience 
the nature, but it's also the meg. You know, I'm a very sentimental person, so it's also getting to spend that time with my family outside that mm-hmm. really, you know, crosses that over for me. Even my niece, my brother's daughter, who's six years old, and even just being out swimming and out hiking with her and those kind of things um, is what really just makes me love being outside too and making those memories. And I love animals. I love dogs. So being outside and doing those kind of things is what just gives me such a beautiful picture of being outside and spending those times in like in the woods up in a tree stand with my loved ones, you know? So I, I translate that into my music with my writing as well. Um, the songs that you guys have heard, those are more like young and flirty songs, but I have been <laughs> writing for years now. So um, I have all kinds of music that you guys haven't even heard about, about fishing and, and hunting and just a, a wide variety. Well, maybe, uh, awesome. maybe, maybe this fall when you come out to the ranch and bring your dad out there, Maybe we can hear some of them out there and get you out to some, to some big country and get you elk hunting out there. Danny, get me out there and find me an awesome venue to play at. And also, my dad wanted me to tell you, he bought me a 7mm Ot 8 caliber rifle gun. I don't really know, but he said it's good for elk hunting. So, I, I'm not kidding. Yeah, you'll oh, drop. You're set. You'll be set. You'll <laughs> drop something out there. It'll be perfect. I want we'll have you all, We'll have you all set up, ready to go. I'll bring my guitar, and you got to wear the cowboy hat. Yeah, well, wear the cowboy hat. I can drink beer. I know how to do both those. (laughs) (laughs) No arguing there. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Well, obviously, a huge family person, it seems like. You mentioned your relationship with your dad. You're also the youngest of three. Uh, I, myself, youngest of four. Um, So I know what that's like. But you were born into a very musically inclined and music-loving family. Could only imagine uh, what you guys had whipping up on uh, the radio and and different type of genres you guys were listening to growing up. Oh, yeah. It was like crazy. So like you said, Seth, you being the youngest of four, I'm sure you know like your influences of your older siblings' music. So my brother was actually 12, is actually 12 years older than me, and my sister's eight years older than me. So there's a big age gap there. So I grew up listening. My sister listened to the Mariah Carey and the Shania Twain. And then my brother had more of like a hip-hop kind of like music (laughs) background that he liked. But then my parents are, you know, much older, and so they love Jackson brown they love the eagles fleetwood mac i mean even old classic country like dolly parton is one of my my favorites so i'm just all over the map of influences but i did live in california for a short time i went to high school out there when i was younger um and so working on music out in California also really shaped my sound because um, a lot of the the writers and producers that I worked with out there, they didn't know much about producing country music. They kind of thought like if you just put the word country in a song, <laughs> it made it a country song. Sold. So um, that I really learned a lot about pop music out there, but then I grew up this country girl in Kentucky. So that's kind of where I am this pop country artist and I have just so many different influences whether it be writing wise or I want a little more mandolin in my songs than others what part of California I was in Southern California around like I lived in Burbank oh okay okay. that's not far from from us we have some family in Burbank actually I love Burbank it's so cute 
Yeah, downtown Burbank is actually an awesome little town. I like downtown. I was right downtown, so I could just walk to like my favorite little sushi place or whatever. But I was uh -huh. pursuing music and acting stuff out there. So like I said, it really shaped who I am as a person, but also music-wise, like learning a lot more about like the pop kind of influences, R&B. And so I've definitely carried those over into the music I'm doing now. Was there, was there anyone in particular, maybe like either current or past inspirations, either young age or that you still kind of look towards for inspiration, <laughs> et cetera? Oh, definitely. Like some of my favorites um, were like the band Paramore. They kind of had a more like rockish vibe to them. Um, definitely. I love Taylor Swift because she gets like, I don't know why so many people just love to hate on her, but truly she is such an inspiration because her songwriting is what really got her known around Nashville. And then she ended up taking more of a pop turn, but like as a young aspiring songwriter and artist, um, we might not write the same style or have the same style of music or even sound the same, but just what her journey was was so inspiring and so cool to me. Now, let me ask you, you still listen to George Strait, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I love all of that. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, I didn't, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear old George's name in this. <laughs> getting a little worried. You didn't. Oh, God. I saw, I, I, speaking of that, I saw him a few years ago at the NFR in Vegas and talk about Cool oh man concert to go to that was pretty unbelievable we gotta get you out with him olivia okay if you can hook that up Danny, <laughs> yeah. nasty friend <laughs> we need we need you with him out there that would be incredible well you eventually uh took yourself from kentucky and made the move to nashville at i think just the age of 19 mm -hmm. uh if i'm not mistaken and, and quickly got acclimated uh, to the Music City as both a songwriter and also a performer. What were some of those moments that really stuck out? I mean, making that leap at such a, a young age, you're still trying to find yourself, let alone a career. So kind of talk about that. Right. So, so right, Seth, um, I was 19, so I wasn't 21 yet. So I couldn't get into any of the, the fun places yet, even though a few times I found a way. <laughs> I oh, yeah. form there yet. So I really had to find my own avenues and find venues that I could play at and, you know, and work harder than others to achieve actually getting to play at some of those places, being only 19, to have people take me seriously. But I think it really just... Um, taught me a lot and and during those times i was just writing songs like crazy i was writing with anybody and everybody that i could write with which then i later found the balance of like okay olivia you don't have to do that because a few times yeah. that you no know, you meet some interesting people in life and <laughs> get in the room just one-on-one -on -one trying to write with some of those so i learned a lot along the way but I was very fortunate to meet some awesome people right off the bat. Um, like one of them being my good friend, Chris Burgessness. He has written with everybody you can think of. The George, the Tim McGraws, the, I mean, all the big, big artists. So I was very um, fortunate to make friends with him. I actually remember the first week of me living in Nashville and being 19, getting invited to Chris's birthday party. Um, I, I met Chris through a mutual awesome awesome friend but Chris was really my only buddy in Nashville and I remember like 
leaving Chris's 60th birthday party, be like, why is my only friend in Nashville 60 years old? <laughs> but then with time, I met some awesome people closer to my age, but I've definitely always related with people from every age, um, especially like having older parents and their friends. But um, I really found my way with writing with people of all ages, and I appreciate that. What was the move like? I mean, being 19, a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people at 19, you know, are still under mom and dad's wing and um, are, are pretty protected over them, whether it's college or living at home still. Explain to people what's that like to take that move and leave home at 19 and go to a place you've never lived before and, and, and take, a, take a risk on, on, on yourself. You know, I mean, it had the ups and downs, Danny. It wasn't easy, like, getting acclimated. And it's not easy just making friends. It's not like you're in a college classroom, like, meeting all these people. So sometimes it was really difficult, like, being lonely or, you know, not knowing who to write with or finding those avenues. But I was very lucky to kind of, you know, navigate the way with some awesome people and learn quickly. And I, I would just show up to places like, you know, the Leapers Fork and Puckets and go to those open mic nights. And that was one thing my dad always taught me is to never miss an opportunity. If there's an opportunity, go and take it. And so I started doing that. And I'm so thankful my dad always instilled that in me because it humbled me a lot, but it also introduced me to a lot of people of all walks of life. And that's kind of where I've ended up meeting some awesome people like my producer who then introduced me to Doug, who then introduced me to you and just, you know, never missing those opportunities has really helped me yeah. out. But like I said, it, it wasn't easy right off the bat moving here at 19 and missing my parents and having to really figure out things on my own, but well yeah. worth it. Yeah. I'm sure it is now. So, so as you're on your journey and you're going through and finding what bars that you can play at and all the different venues, uh, what was that one that was the, the, the game changer, the one that somebody saw you or that you finally realized, like, all right, like, I'm, I'm here, you know? Okay, yeah. So, so like one I'm going to be at tonight, Garrett. I know I keep mentioning it, but that's because it holds such a special, special place in my heart. So that was one of the ones that um, the Puckets of Leaper's Fork out – towards Franklin, that pocket's there. I could go to um, being, you know, underage. And that is where I started just really building up my self-confidence, getting up on stage at the open mic nights and meeting other writers. And eventually, um, the owner, Rob Robinson, he started letting me come play there, like with myself and a guitar player, and then eventually myself in a band as I built that up. So I remember very vividly, um, like I said, I've always related to people of all ages and especially older people. So I became friends with this man. Uh, we all call him Goose. And you'll meet him, Danny. He'll probably throw you around. <laughs> but Goose is, probably, is like probably in his 60s, maybe. I don't want to say, maybe 70s. I don't know. But Goose is on up there. He's seven <laughs> generations. Seven generations of Leaper Sport. So he's like, this oh, is all you ever know. So Goose became a buddy of mine right off the bat of going out there because he's just the sweetest guy in the world. And one night he texted um, this, this artist producer guy who I had already heard his music many times before um, by the name of JT Hodges. And he told me, Olivia, I invited uh, JT Hodges on out here tonight to see you. <laughs> and Goose had already invited people like Bill Belichick to my shows and like oh, wow. introduced me to like Justin Damn. Timberlake and like a lot of cool people. 
So I was all nervous at my show, but I remember JT Hodges standing in there and listening to me and we got to talk after. And that was a big game changer in my career because since that night on, JT took me under his wing and has now since produced a whole five song EP with our other good friend, Max Gabriel, who helped produce it and write it. Um, and he's opened a lot of doors for me. He, he had, he pulled a lot of favors and had all these huge Nashville musicians come play on my record. And he's taken me to people at CMT and all these different places. And we're just, it's just the beginning stages with COVID. Yeah, it is. It's kind of slowed down our release of stuff, but I'm just so thankful for um, never missing those opportunities, going and playing at the open mic night and then eventually booking shows there, meeting people like Goose, who then introduced me to game changers in my career, like JT Hodges. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. And some that's of those cool moments little... have to... Uh... Oh, I was just going to say, like, that's a cool story and connection, and, and I see why that place is such a sentimental uh holds such a sentimental place in your heart for sure you'll have to come visit it too garrett oh i loved i love it out there i've been there a handful of times and yeah not not to leapers but just nashville in general um and i've gone i've done a, a road trip from nashville to memphis oh, for, nice. and uh like it was just the day drive essentially but it was fun just stopping at everywhere <laughs> yeah, like, cool. yeah one of those uh connections we have in nashville actually um i wanted to ask if you actually maybe knew we have an extremely close uh awesome family friends family. the hansons yeah they're family uh do you know larry hansen i know you've opened up uh for the likes of like alabama and stuff like that i don't know what year that was but um larry hansen do you know does that name ring a bell at all it does is he a songwriter he honestly a songwriter. is everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his daughter is jennifer hansen um yeah he played in uh in uh righteous brothers um and alabama like yeah he's he's out there he has a studio in in nashville okay um cool. yeah well, talk about, I mean, some of these, you were featured opener, as mentioned, again, for Alabama, uh, Mark Chestnut, uh, Chestnut, Paul Thorne, uh, a lot of big names. Um, have you had kind of a favorite uh, that you've been able to work alongside with or anything? Oh, yeah. So um, I have a few different favorites. Like opening up for Paul Thorne is awesome because I just connect with him really well. He's an awesome man, super talented, great personality. So we're buddies. But definitely opening up for Alabama was like my biggest show. There was probably about 10,000 people there. And it might sound small, but I, I don't know, you guys. That doesn't sound uh, small. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> a thousand people is a lot of people. Hey, we get like 12 listeners on here, so we're stoked. <laughs> we're stoked. <laughs> I can't imagine playing baseball in front of a crowd like that. But anyways, um, so, so definitely that was my biggest, biggest um yet to date. And it was really cool. And those those fans of Alabama are just like, they go hard for for Alabama so also kind of meeting them and I still have people to this day who will comment on my social media like I saw you at the Alabama show so it, it that was super cool and fantastic and I That's just gotta make you feel it, good. it just kind of gives you this taste where you just yeah. want to keep doing more mm -hmm. very motivating yeah well, I was just going to, I was going to go to the topic of, you talk about your success, you talk about the highlights, you talk about everything that has been great so far, right? You talked a little bit about moving there at 19 and the struggles. Um, 
But what we just touched on was about the fun, about being able to open up for Alabama and getting the notoriety from fans that, you know, saw you there. Um, why don't you touch a little bit about the struggles? Why don't you talk, tell people about what it's really like, what it's, uh, it is just isn't all fun and games getting able to go to the studio, meet all these famous people and play, you know, open up for them and let, let them get a little bit of taste of, of, of some of the, the real life moments. That's so true, Danny. Cause it's so fun to talk about the positive times. Um, but really, I mean, I've been in the entertainment industry for a long time now. Um, I'm 23 now, and I have heard no far more than the few times I've heard yes. So one thing about being in this industry is I have really thick skin. I can't let things get me down because a if you let things get to you, you would quit by now. So it hasn't been easy. There's, you know, I mean, you can go anywhere, any night of the week in Nashville, other than, I mean, during these crazy times, but when, when life is normal and go walk into any bar and see some crazy talented musicians just incredible people and you're like why haven't they made it and it's very humbling you know you can look at things as competition or you can look at things as being humbled so it hasn't been easy it's it's not easy meeting those people and and you work your butt off just trying to get to those those doors for them to just shut straight in your face so there's definitely a lot of lows, but it's worth holding out for, for the highs. And um, I'm just glad I never gave up because you write all these songs and all it takes is one great song. All it takes is one great song, but you have to write hundreds and thousands of them to get there for that one great song. But like I said, it's, it's not worth giving up because I love it too much. And I'll take those no's any day, but it just takes that one yes. That's awesome. That's a great, that's a, that's a, that's a great attitude to have. I mean, for not just you, but for everybody that just shows your uh, character and your personality as far as uh, you just keep grinding. I mean, that's, we've talked about it before on the show, but you have to have that perseverance and obviously you have it because being told no far more times than you've been told. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, it, it takes, like you said, it takes thick skin to, to get through that and, and to, to persevere. Exactly. Perseverance. All right, so we paused the interview right there with Olivia Fay, and boy, right away, um, I think everyone can see just the kind of personality that Olivia presents, you know, the upbeat, just very personable, easy to talk to. Um, you can see how she was able to network, you know, it doesn't seem like she's very afraid to maybe go up to someone, introduce herself, uh, as she mentions, and, and just kind of get herself involved at, at whatever costs. Uh, it takes and and we touched on it a little bit, you know, hopping on this podcast and right before doing one of her first shows she's done in a couple months now uh, because of everything um, I thought was super cool. And I know you guys thought that was rad also if you want to touch on that. Yeah, no, like you were saying, her personality definitely jumps out at you right off the bat. Uh, she is a very wholesome, genuine Southern girl. I mean, when I think of Nashville and country music and, and that persona, she is probably exhibited, uh, which is great, you know? Um, and it totally plays into uh, her passion for music and her career and what she's doing with, with it and going forward and, and just 
attacking and knows what she wants, you know? Um, and you were saying just, she likes, she's a go-getter and, uh, her personality is very hard to, uh, to steer away from. So, yeah, I think her personality says everything, you know, says a lot about her. Um, very down to earth, very nice girl, seemed very personable, great interview, very easy to talk to. But as you were saying, She's a true country girl, and it, and it reflects. I mean, you were talking about what are the things she enjoys. She enjoys fishing. She's talking about her new, her new rifle that she had gotten for to go elk hunting. Um, you know, and one of her 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 best times that she's saying is just being able to sit out in the in the tree stand with family and enjoy uh, family time while she's hunting. So I think that tells a lot about a person about you know stuff they enjoy outside of what their profession is, and. Um, you know, even though we talk about her personality a lot and she's a great girl and such a sweetheart to talk to, we get into a point where uh, we can talk about it after this, but we say, okay, now let's get into the struggles. Let's get into the struggles. Let's, let's not see the golden path and the, and, the, and the great things about this music industry. Let us know about what the struggles in, and I think that's what she gets into uh, right after this break. Yeah, it was it was really cool to, to kind of listen to her talk about that, as you're saying, and and the go-getter mentality, you could see it, I mean, moving to Nashville at 19 years old, although, I mean, it's not a, a crazy far move from Kentucky, so to say, but still have to go and do it and be away from everything yep. going on. And, and like her dad said, you know, never miss an opportunity if there's one there. And boy, she's, she's definitely taken advantage of that. And it's exciting to, to see the, the progress. And as you mentioned, she gets into the struggles and soon we'll find out about her perseverance and, and moving forward through COVID and just everything else kind of thrown her direction. So another great story again, uh, just keep grinding perseverance. Like we talk about every episode uh, on this show. So we'll get back to the interview with Olivia Fay. So slowly, but surely um, things now starting to begin to open back up. Uh, and somewhat become more normal. Um, but before all that, what adjustments did you have to make due to COVID-19? I know that you had planned on uh, releasing some music, uh, ran into some tough times, and you've had to kind of make the adjustment just to survive and, and keep yourself afloat. If you want to talk about what that's been like um, during this wacky time for everyone. Yes, yeah, it has been really, really wacky in Nashville. It's like a ghost town here for a little while. But right before COVID um, hit, I had really exciting stuff going on. I, I just had started taking meetings with really big companies and, and people in the music industry. Um, I recently filmed a music video. So we were kind of talking about, you know, finding dates to release that, to release my five song EP. Um, but I started thinking about, I cannot release this right now. It's not the time. And the reason I figured that out was because during those weeks where everything was really hardcore, when we were not leaving the house and doing anything, I was never in the car listening to music. And I realized if I'm not in the car listening, to no one's in the car listening to music right now. Yep. And that's when I, I mean, I listen to music all day long, like at home through my speaker. But like when I listen to new music, it's almost pretty much when I'm in the car driving, listening to those playlists. So I got to thinking, we're going to have to just postpone this, you know, play it safe, play it smart. Cause I don't want to put out an EP and then have it flop. Like no one listened to it, whatever. So anyways, we've made those adjustments and we're going to moving forward. We're starting to figure that out again. 
But COVID was wild times for all of us. I mean, I did um, bring out my fishing pole a lot more. I got my tennis racket out a lot more. And <laughs> my guitar, I was just really working on like writing songs by myself and, and learning new cover songs for stuff. But um, more towards the end of COVID, I, I was going crazy. I think we all kind of were. I was just <laughs> going crazy. And so I was very lucky that um, – this school, this school store in Nashville, um, we're all about CBD. Um, I, I'm friends with kind of the owner. And so um, they were looking to hire. And so I've got myself a little part-time job at the time being, partially because I needed to make a little, a little money because I haven't been playing any shows, but mostly because I was literally at home going crazy. <laughs> so I... Double whammy. Two birds, one stone right there. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Again, I'm, I'm starting to get busy again and booking shows. And for that, I'm happy. So starting next month, I'm not really going to be, I'll be working there maybe one, two days a week um, for July and moving forward. I don't know. But um, I'm just so glad music is picking up again. Of course, most of the bars and restaurants are at a different um, level of capacity that they can let in. But just to be out and be around live music again and all the people I missed um, so much, even though we're not really giving hugs yet, but just to be out and feeling kind of normal again is so wonderful. And already this week, exciting things are starting to happen again with some of um, these companies like CMT that I had just started really working on. That's a big one. A big one. Um, That's that a big one. Right before COVID, had really had some awesome things in the works with them. Um, but we were already picking up kind of where we left off as of this week. So even before we Good. scheduled this, Danny, even before, or no, after we scheduled this, I, I found out like some cool stuff and started some cool emails exchange and, and meeting some awesome people yet again, even though it's a little different, we're doing it over zoom. So but things <laughs> yeah. are picking up and, and sure enough, we'll, we'll get back to like really normal ways again, sooner than later. I'm yeah. No, you're mentioning how getting back to normal post or I mean, tail end of COVID and you guys dealt with the the tornado that ripped through the town and you know basically that whole part of the state but knowing how music is the heart and soul of Nashville and everywhere around it how has that been able to help pull the community back together and with all of these places opening back up and is there is there a strong tie with music still? Like, is that keeping everybody's spirit up? Like, have you used that in any of your writing? Exactly, Garrett. That's so. That's such a good um, point that you just said. It, it really has. Like, having so many back to back things happen, like our tornado and then COVID hitting. It's just been so beautiful seeing the community come together and so and helping and now more than ever I mean it's just been on the internet but it's been in real life too about people supporting local I mean there was just this venue here in Nashville that announced that they couldn't reopen because COVID had hurt them financially so bad and it's this old place it's called Douglas Corner it's one of Nashville's longest standing and like one of their first venues here in Nashville and this whole city was so heartbroken over it I mean the whole city was trying to find ways to raise money to put them back on the map again to reopen them and I, I'm not sure where they're at with that I think they're still continuing to 
have to close, but I even went by, they had a yard sale the other day and I really just went by not to buy anything because I didn't need anything, but just to really see the venue and see the the people there that I've known and, and just, just kind of say goodbye to the place. But it's been so nice seeing, you know, the community come together to to support local and for live music, we've just all been dying for it. And now here it is again and people are have their money, they're tipping their money <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and the drink and just all that. It's just, I think everyone was just ready for this, you know, to come back again but definitely through music it's been such just a nice way to all come together again and and just smile and and just be happy for sure well you talk about you've been working on you know covers stuff like that and maybe it's um not the way you envisioned it or wanted it but you've kind of in a way still been able to release content um, because of social media is that something you've changed your page uh which well Shout out over 10,000 followers on there, by the way. Um, but is that something you have noticed that, you know, maybe more fans, followers have asked to see more videos of, of you just playing on your front porch or at your house or whatever kind of stuff you've been um, putting up? If, I mean, it's still pretty cool that, that people still get to engage. That you said um, it perfectly. That. It's so nice that we have this platform where we can still engage while we have been all quarantined. And you are so right. Like being able to post like on my Instagram singing and even I have TikTok. Like I mean, I yeah. feel like even oh, <laughs> on like these different platforms or I've done concerts live on Facebook and I was blown away by how many people got on and streamed and and you know are so interactive on the social media but it's it's such a great way and such a great platform that we have while we have all been sitting home on our phones and on our computers so exactly it's been so wonderful to interact with people that way and it it makes me appreciate it so much that's so cool well I know that you have a, a a website uh, if you want to maybe mention that, but also maybe where can people, uh, if you want to share where people can find where your shows are, what the dates are, uh, yep. any of that information, special releases, etc. I just updated that today while I was at my day job um, yes. on my computer. So I actually just posted um, today on my oliviafay.com some dates that I have coming up for July where I'm going to be singing. So um, you can just kind of check that out and the time and stuff. Um, so definitely I'm on oliviafay.com and it links to all my social media, but I also have Instagram. I have Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I'm I'm on all of the the things nowadays, but another thing I didn't say, I, you didn't ask this or anything, but I just want to say, I truly feel like I was given a God-given gift to be able to um, be an influence for people of all ages through my music and to stand up for the things I believe in and to say Black Lives Matter and and to come together as a community in Nashville, even if it's over social media, to raise awareness for tornado relief or other things. So I just wanted to say that real quick, that I feel very lucky and blessed, the people that I work with, but also to be an artist, um, to be given this opportunity to hopefully inspire and help others to make a difference in the world. So I just wanted to squeeze that in there real quick. Yeah, and it sounds like you've taken, you don't take that for granted either. And you're, you're doing quite a bit with, with your gift and uh i mean i i'm i've been listening to your stuff ever since we've talked about having you on here i think it's great and we'll continue to do so 
and uh, wish you all the luck going forward. Well, thank you, Garrett. Well, I cannot wait till I have a set release date and I can tell you guys what it is and, and have y'all stream the music and listen to it and all that because I'm so ready for these five songs to be out there. It was such a great experience writing all five of those songs with all the different co-writers and the recording process and even in the studio tracking all the instruments it was just such a fun process so i'm so ready for the world to hear it and i'm glad you guys got to have some sneak peeks of some of the songs that i mm -hmm. texted danny so i'm excited oh yeah so uh, what a what a are we gonna be able to watch cmt uh within the next few months and see that music video possibly I don't know. I, I hope so. But I mean, the whole world is kind of playing catch up right now. So I'm not sure if it'll be in the next few months, but definitely around the time when I put out my video, what I want to ask them is, can I do like, um, put it out with them, you know, very like, um, exclusively right off the bat yeah. without my video. So I'm, I'm getting to that point with them because awesome. we're creating a relationship. So, and Nashville's all about relationships. So I'm very excited, but I will keep you guys in the loop because that'd be, that'd be awesome to see that. I mean, something to look forward to to have a music video. I mean, I, I think back when we were kids and you had MTV music yeah. videos and all this stuff and it's kind of gone by the wayside, honestly, it's not CMT has done good. Now CMT has continued to do it. It'd be so cool to see no you. One, only ones. Yeah, to see you on there have a music video, it'd be, it'd be awesome to see that. Well, that is the plan. It will be on there. I just don't know when. So. Good. Very good. Well, again, as mentioned, Olivia taking the stage later here tonight. Again, uh, we thank you, especially us baseball guys. I don't know. Uh, our game day routine can be a little different, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think we want anyone with a microphone in front of us uh, before a game. So we really, really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, and doing this with us and, and so excited uh, to share your story and, and hope people can really gravitate towards you. It's a good one. Well, thank you, Seth. I'm, I'm so excited too. And you guys have been lovely. And you got us to dress up. So how about yeah, that? Yeah, you know. Oh, so nice. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, shout out to my buddy yeah. Justin for the hat. I actually do not have my cowboy hat down here. So oh. I got saved. Um, yeah. But thank you, Justin, thank you. on that. Thank, but thank, thank you again, you, Olivia, Olivia. For, for being on here. I really appreciate you taking the time, like Seth said, about, you know, before a performance. And, um, you know, good luck tonight. I know it's the first time back out in a, in a little bit after all what's been going on. But uh but good luck tonight, and uh, have a great time. Well, thanks, and Well, I can't wait to uh, see you in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, let's get some hunting in. We got to get some hunting in about uh, – And also, all three of you, the offer is extended, if, if you guys are hunters as well. If you ever want to come hunt in Kentucky for a change of scenery, I absolutely mean it. We would love to host you on our farm and Man, have you guys that out. That would be amazing. Yeah, and I'm man. dead serious, Gary. I'm dead ser serious, Seth. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so Good much. You might, you might be careful what you wish for there. I know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just we kidding. Love, we would no, love. But thank you so much again. Be sure to check her out on social media, everyone. Visit her website uh, for showtimes, dates, so much more. Again, at oliviafay.com. Olivia, then again, thanks for joining and good luck tonight and success moving forward. Thank you guys. Y'all have a great day. Thank you. you Thank too. you. See ya. Have a good night. So after hearing the end of the interview there with Olivia Fay, awesome to hear how she was able to make those adjustments. But before 
you know, getting on the stage again and hopefully, you know, things getting somewhat back to normal here for her kind of profession. She had to, you know, be a normal living real life human being like the rest of us and just kind of picking up a, a side gig again, just to kind of get out of the house. Um, but also to kind of get that cash flow was cool and um, just kind of showed she's willing to put herself out there and, and do whatever it takes. And all in all, awesome, awesome interview. Uh, she was so fun uh, to talk to and get to know. And I hope we can, can continue that relationship, especially with all this new music coming out and her big plans moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I mean, very relatable uh, young woman. She's I mean, she talks about just relatable things that are going on with everyone in the world right now and having to adjust. Um, you know, I don't know anything about the music industry, but it's it's relatable in the sense that, like, there's the ups and downs. And uh, she was just about to, to release an album. And then what happens? COVID hits. She has to go get a normal job. You know, chain, you know, things went in a different direction. Now she's getting back. Uh, in the right direction, she got to perform, uh, go to, to Leaper's Fork and, and perform. And so, um, you know, it, it, it's just cool to be able to hear somebody that's having success in a different realm explain the ups and downs of something that a lot of us don't understand. Yeah, and to close it out here, like, just hearing her talk about how music and, and how everything throughout the whole interview and where she gets her inspiration from, and music is such a big part of her life. It makes you want to go out and support musicians and, and artists like herself. You know, she, she definitely paints a good picture and I'm really looking forward to getting out. And, uh, once she releases her album or her EP and, uh, yeah, getting in and, and checking it out and, and hopefully one day making it out to Nashville, go see her in a live show. I think it would be great. I hear you. I agree. Also, Puckets of Leaper's Fork, by the way, shout out to them. Um, they got a lot of mentions, but you can see why. I mean, getting back to go play uh, for the first time uh, after all this was really cool to hear. I actually looked that place up. Uh, awesome. Four and a half stars with like a thousand reviews on Google. Uh, oh, really? If you believe in that sort of thing, but. Nonetheless, place look place look bitching for sure. Uh, I know she had that a lot you would mention that, but yeah, no, I, it sounds like a place to check out. Uh, so anyone in that area or traveling that area, maybe a chance to tune in and listen to Olivia. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. But again, Olivia just handing over gold here uh, with the intro song. You guys will see another <laughs> little sip, snippet of uh, unreleased song on the outro here as well. But that's another one in the book. In the books, fellas, episode six, Dunzo. Had a lot of fun with this one. Hope you all did also. Uh, find us on Instagram at CBS underscore podcast, Twitter, CBS pods. And a reminder, you can catch all uh, episodes on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to vote. We'll take uh, any votes. One star, five stars. Just get out there and... Uh, no, 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 no. Five sweet. stars. Five stars. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. I think it only it's a, it's lets you do five yourself. stars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as well as full-length videos, though, uh, of each interview on YouTube. Just search Connected by Scene. Subscribe to our page today. But shoot, let us know. Leave a comment. Comment also. Tell us what you thought about uh, the boys looking dapper in the last episode uh, with the cowboy hats 
uh, and garb we had on. So that was a nice little touch. But everyone, uh, this episode will be released before the 4th of July. So everyone have a safe and happy 4th of July. Uh, We'll be back next week for episode 7. Danny, Garrett, I'm Seth. Catch y'all on the flip side. Peace. Peace. See ya. Peace. See ya.